No, I haven't. It's really pretty. What is it? Um, it's just kind of like an interesting animation. I saw that it was rainbow colored, and then as you click through, there's like history. Oh, and there's like years and colors, and it's just nice. Oh, that's cute. Yes. It right. pleased me. I thought I texted you, but now I realize that must have been one of my many other friends. Wow. Uh-huh. That's rude. Mm-hmm. I'm the gay one. <laughs> Not the only gay one, but sure. It's just, I, I feel really slighted. I understand that this is the height of your identity. Yes. And that I have failed you in this time. You have. But you were busy eating oats. As a gay, I feel <laughs> extremely slighted. Welcome to Rumcomathon. Um, hello, I'm Alex. I'm Kat. And today we're here to talk about Always Be My Maybe. Um, the new Netflix movie just came out starring Randall Park and Ali Wong. Yay! Yay! Yeah, we're actually, we're very excited. We rearranged the whole podcast schedule just so we could record this and talk about this shortly after it dropped. And it was totally worth it. I'm glad you think so. Oh, no. Do you not think so? No, I liked it. Oh. (laughs) You were so worried. You had this look on your face like, oh, God. I was like, this podcast is going to go in a different direction than I anticipated. I know. I like that the theme of um, this week's recordings are, even though they're not going to release in the same month, childhood best friends falling in love, um, a favorite trope of ours, which seems pathological, really. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. It's totally normal. Let's not even talk about it. Did you like this movie? I did like this movie. I think I thought it was good. I don't know if I thought it was great, but I did have a great time. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I thought it was incredible. Um, I actually saw some stuff like, you know, that like they didn't really have a big budget and things like that, which I think sort of contributed. I thought they were like one script draft away from it being like really good. Um, but I think a lot of people enjoyed it nonetheless. Yes, I have enjoyed that it seems to be doing relatively well. Yeah, I really like that. And I think I felt like it was a typical rom com on par with like The Holiday or something, where I'm like, I enjoyed this. Maybe The Holiday is not a good comparison. People really love The Holiday. <laughs> Like, way more than we love The Holiday. Although, no, I feel like a hol- The Holiday is, like, a decent comparison because it's not, it's not like, a bad movie. There were just elements of it that I didn't feel like I ultimately, like, felt all the feels, you know? Yes. I was like, weirdly, I think I might have had more feelings about Longshot. Yeah, I know. I, I, know. I, I don't know what to do with that. I know. I just think there were parts of the setup that I wasn't, like, I, I was, I think all the elements were there. Um, for some reason, this combination didn't totally hit all my buttons. Yes, I was like, you would think that this would have been the movie of our lives between representation and trope, but I feel like I was like, oh, this was good, but I felt, the reason I compared it to like a typical rom-com that we enjoy but don't love is I was like, it definitely hit all the major beats, Yeah, yeah. including a love confession that had me want to hide in my shirt a little bit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But why don't you summarize the film? That's fair. Sure. All right, so Randall Park and Ali Wong are childhood best friends who grow up next door to each other in San Francisco, and she's like a sad Lashki kid, and he has a loving Korean family, and she like goes over and has nice Korean meals with his wonderful mom who like teaches her to cook, and um, and it's all great, and uh, yeah, so she and Randall Park like have a great time like growing up next door to each other, all that bum 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 montage. And then um, when they are in, I think, like, high school, they are hanging out and his mom dies. 
you know, things are rough for Randall Park. But then Ali Wong decides to basically cheer him up by like jumping on his dick. Yep, yep, that's accurate. And they have sex, and it's it seems great for both of them. But then afterwards, Randall Park ruins it at Burger King by basically saying like, "You can't be sad about my mom. She was my mom." And she's like, "This is the end of our friendship," which like seemed. I mean, he was in a place, man. There's a lot to unpack there, which we'll get back to after the summary. Yes, exactly. And then fast forward 16 years later, they have not spoken. And she is now a famous celebrity chef who is engaged to handsome Daniel Dakeham. And it's just like overall doing really well for herself. She moves back to San Francisco like temporarily to open her new restaurant. And while she's there, he gets he's like now working with his dad in like a plumbing air conditioning business. And he gets hired to like do the like AC on her rental. It is, by the way, an obscenely beautiful rental home for two months. But okay. In San Francisco. I know. It's nuts. So basically they reconnect and like she goes and like starts hanging out with him again and like sees his band. At first it's a bit antagonistic, but then they like come around. And he, his dad is basically like, oh, you got to tell her how you feel about her. So he's like about to, but then she's like, I met someone amazing. And it turns out that someone amazing was indeed amazing because it was Keanu Reeves. But things with Keanu Reeves don't go so well. Um, and then Ali Wong and Randall Park actually do hook up. They date for a while, like during her her time left in SF. But then the restaurant's about to open and she's like, I got to go to New York and open my next restaurant. Aren't you going to come with me? And he's like, actually, I don't want to. I can't possibly leave this community. And she's like, well, I guess we'll break up. <laughs> So they break up. He's really sad, but then he kind of like gets his shit together, like moves out of his dad's house, starts making an effort with his band, things like that, and goes to New York to win her back, wins her back, and then she takes him to her new restaurant, which is this really um, sweet sort of like homey place that's named after his mom, which was very cute. And that was the end of the film. Yes. And I cried. Yeah. I was like, I'm getting teary. Yes. That was the only part during which I was like, oh. And tears. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was really emotional. So let's talk about the beginning. Yes. We'll, we'll go roughly in order, right? Sure, sure. First of all, they were so cute as kids. They were really cute. Then they grew up and I had a little bit of trouble, even though they're Asian, buying Randall Park and Ali Wong as 18-year-olds. <laughs> I had more trouble buying Randall Park as an 18-year-old. And I think it's because I've watched him for the last five years play a middle-aged dad on Fresh Off the Boat. Yes. I mean, their average age is like 40. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. But truly, I was like, is it just because I know how... I think they were both, in to some extent, so recognizably themselves. Yeah. Like, there were certain parts where I was like, Ali Wong is very Ali Wong right now. <laughs> I bought, like, Ali Wong. I, I think my... And, and I obviously bought, like, Randall Park, like, later in life. Like, you know. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. But, yeah, at 18, I it was a little bit of a stretch. I did love that she, like, had braces yes i was like so much is happening no i, I think they they made they made an effort yes to uh help you along there back to when they were kids though i was like oh no what a sad life for like baby ali wong making herself a little spam and rice meal which by the way i would eat and would be happy with but it looked beautiful yeah but i guess like it's probably better to go next door and have kimchi jjigae with his family 
Oh, I was just going to say there is so much to unpack around their fight. And I think they both need to be in therapy about their various parent situations. Yes. So how long do you think it was after his mom died that this like that the sex happened? Not long. That's 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 my sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, they're teenagers, so I get it. But it's like. I feel like baby Ali Wong has so much to work out about how she clearly wanted to substitute Randall Park's parents for her own absent ones. Yes. And like that loss is very real and, you know, valid. But like also it it is not like it was her mom. It was his mom. Yes. Yes. But anyway, they should both go to therapy. Yeah. But it was a little rude for him to just lash out and say like, well, she wasn't your mom. I mean, he was correct, but like she was just trying to comfort him. Yeah, I mean, oh God. Didn't she say something like- Well, she said, I lost her too. Right. So I get his response. I mean, I also think that he probably has complicated feelings about like her place in his family. Yeah, yeah. The loss of his mother really fucked him up. Yes, which is understandable. Yeah. No, I I get it. But it like really put him in this very stagnant place for the next like 16 years. Because when we come back to him at SF, it turns out, oh, he he forgoes going to college. Oh, yes, right. That's why they get in the fight, because he says he's not going to go. And then she, you know. Yeah. And she's like, what? What do you mean you're not going to leave? And and things like that. It does seem like a dumb reason to not go to college. I don't know. I just think neither of us having lost a parent, I think it's hard to. I think him like derailing his I mean, I think he should go to college, but I get being in a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just surprised that he like never ended up going. You know, I'm what surprised I mean? his dad didn't make him. I know. That was not that Asian was of him. That was very un-Asian. Yeah. But yeah, so he ends up like not going to college, just sort of like staying at home with his dad and like Did helping he definitely him. not go? I mean, that's kind of the vibe I got is that he never ended up leaving SF. I mean, maybe he went to like a local college. I guess we're not really sure that yeah. that's possible. But it kind of the feeling was that he didn't go because I'm not sure if he had gone, if he would still be working with his dad and his father, son plumbing AC business. I am surprised that Ali Wong didn't know the band was still together from Facebook. Well, I was under the impression that Randall Park was not particularly good at promoting the band. <laughs> that's that's true. By the way, his band of very 90s hip hop stuff, when I first heard it, I was like, I don't know if I'm into this. And then by the end, I was like, I am into this. Well, I had a whole conversation. I was being like, was this band good? Were we supposed to think it was good? But the key was, of course, that, that Ali Wong thought it was good, which I guess is the important part. Right. But like... I think they were decent. By the end, I was like, oh, I'm enjoying this. I quite enjoyed that Keanu Reeves song in the credits. Yeah, no, I loved it. Uh, That was clearly the showstopper of this film. Um, I enjoyed her, like, short-lived relationship with Daniel Day Kim. Yes, a very beautiful man who was aging quite well. When when they when she was like oh we're gonna see other people I was like girl your relationship is already over stop <laughs> hanging on just just move on you are no longer engaged based on the trailer I thought that he had like straight up dumped her oh. and then watching this I was like oh he does it gradually yes yes indeed but I was already like it is a bad sign when your fiance is like I'm gonna take some time for myself go to India before the wedding find myself and date other people yeah that's insane it was not like he went on a retreat to a monastery (laughs) yeah that was that was he ends up dating Padma Lakshmi which I I loved good for him but um I enjoyed her lesbian friend 
Yes, I loved her. Michelle Bateau. I Buteau. Buteau. Okay. I, I, don't I don't know, know how it's pronounced. I don't it's know. spelled B-U-T-E-A-U. Okay. But here's the thing. I was having a roller coaster of like emotions about her lesbian friend because shortly after we find out that she's definitely with a woman, I was like, ooh, yay. And then right after that, she was like, I can never remember if fiction is the real one or like the <laughs> fake one. And I was like, oh, no, she's stupid. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I, I was like, do I want a stupid lesbian on my team? Would I rather just have no lesbians at all? You know, that was troubling. It was troubling because otherwise she did not seem stupid during the rest of the film. But this one particular line, I was like, oh, no. (laughs) I it's weird. So I feel like I usually love this trope, but there were moments where I was like, this is a little on the nose with everyone like you guys should be together. It was weird, especially because I feel like I didn't have any groundwork in terms of like people thinking that they should have been together the whole time yes like i wish like they had had like a bit with like a parent or something like that when they're teens like when they like Like confess gazing upon them yeah or like they confess some feelings or like something like that because it's like kind of unclear until ellie wan like jumps him that they have any kind of romantic feelings at all that's explicit yes and then later she says like oh i had a crush on you the entire time 18 years and we're like we did not know that nor did he yeah which is I actually didn't mind that so much, but I think it was just the idea that other people thought they should be together was like, oh, other people thought this. It was a little confusing when like his dad was like saying to him, oh, like I've always thought that you two should be together. And I was like, but did Randall Park think that they should be together? <laughs> that scene kind of made me I feel like- I think he did not. I think Randall Park, as her friend said, Cupa dumb. But that was confusing me because suddenly Randall Park was like, oh, I'm in love with her. And then I was like, did you, how long have you known you're in love with her? Like three days? Like, I, I think the implication is that they were always in love with each other. But like, because like it was It a was little, not clear. Yeah. Well, also with her friend, it's like, oh, she's apparently known them forever. But if you, back when they were children, we never saw them with any other friends. Yeah. So we were like, I guess maybe everyone at school just thought they should be together. I just thought that part could have been a little clearer um, in terms of like setting up for this apparent lifelong, you know, affection. Yes. Or whatnot. Also, they had not spoken in 16 years. So I did feel like his dad saying to him like, oh, you've always been in love with her. I was like, well, I mean, the last 16 years, he probably hasn't thought about her that much. I was going to say, God, I hope he dated some other people in between. Oh, oh. Oh. Okay, well, Adam's solution with the light did not work. Did not work. It is dark. However, there is a halo of light that was set up under the sensor. So at least it's not pitch black. At any rate, I really liked their fight. Which one? The big one. I liked that it didn't just end with her storming out. Yes. Like the part where she's standing at the car and he's like shouting down at her was A, so rom-commy, but also like the content felt real and not overly predictable. Yeah. Unlike the love confession. Yeah, I I actually liked this and I was thinking of Longshot as well in terms of realistic conflicts that couples actually encounter. It felt very real. And also I liked that Ali Wong didn't have to compromise her career or any of her wants for him. Like she was like, well, I'm going to New York because I'm going to do this because this is my job. And I like you can come if you want. And if you don't want to come, don't come. Yes, I liked it felt real. The sort of like, I love you even though you're being a dick, but like, this is what I need from you. And is that something you can give? And sometimes the answer to that is no. Yeah. 
um, you know, I, I have like ongoing issue with like, what is it with women and rom-coms falling for this like sort of schlubby guy? In this case, I was like, I can really cut them some slack. He, she's known him forever. And um, yes, and we, I mean, he has a job at least. Yeah, exactly. And we all have to like collectively buy into that his band is good. <laughs> We're like, is it good? Unclear. And then he, you know, he gets a shit together by the end. I really enjoyed that whole montage, including him trying to buy a suit. Yes. <laughs> I was a little bit like, oh, you've walked in here because Keanu Reeves recommended this place for a suit. I do not think you will, oh, there you go, spraying your champagne because you just found out this jacket was $12,000. I enjoyed the hot second where he was like bawling. Yeah. Um, I deeply loved both their sets of parents. I feel like Ali Wong's thread with her parents could have actually been a slightly more significant storyline. I felt like it wasn't given as much time as I would have liked to see yes, uh, I spent mean, on it. It's clearly messed her up, like, similarly to how Randall's mom's death has messed him up. Yeah. And that is more joked about than, like, fully addressed. Yeah. I, I enjoyed, like, also the portrayal of her parents as, like... I love them. The, like, the like discount-seeking <laughs> um, retirees. I love, like, yesterday I hung a bird feeder in a tree. <laughs> I thought it was very cute. Like, I know someone in New York who can pick you up. Yes, you don't have to tip. <laughs> like, there are only two Sasha trans in this neighborhood, but the other one is a baby. <laughs> They're so cute. I love, because the parents also, and this is particularly true with older Asian actors, you're like, I don't know what they did, but they're independently famous. Like, these are recognizable people. I can never tell. You like, are so racist. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I can never tell, like, what I've seen them in. Oh, yes, yes. You're like, ah, this is one of the handful of Asian actors over 60 who have been in everything because there are like five of them. Yeah. But actually, clearly not five of them because we keep seeing like new ones and we're like, oh, I recognize you too. (laughs) Seven or eight. Yeah, perhaps. But on on a serious note, I guess with her parents, I found that very sympathetic or like real and that, that real sense of like, you know, parents that were either very strict or in her case like noticeably absent from her life when she was younger because they were trying to make her life like you know the best they could the way they knew how yes and it's then, like our job is to make money and your job is to be at home and go to school exactly and then but then that inadvertently fucking your kid up in like a major <laughs> way anyway Um, And then as an adult, having to reconcile the fact that your parents obviously like, you know, did the best that they could with you and they love you so much and her having to realize and forgive that I was like, no, to hashtag too real. Yeah. You're like, oh, Asian adulthood. I know. I know. Right. Um, But I I really like that, you know, and I was saying like, what a significant moment when they like show up at her apartment in New York and they're like, we paid full price for your meal at your restaurant in San Francisco. Here's the receipt. Ordered extra shrimp. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is really cute. And then she brought them to her little awards dinner. And I was like, that's I adorable. Know. Yeah. I had many feelings. I love that. That like red carpet moment before Randall Park burst in. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Ooh. Well, I didn't. It wasn't awful, but I was just like, "Oh no, he's making a scene." I mean, I guess she's used to that, but he, like, still, I thought I actually was like, "I guess this is better than him making a scene when she accepts her award." 
yes which or is, at her wedding yeah which is what i like thought was kind of gonna happen because it was it would have been like bigger for her, for that to have happened in like a very rom-commy way but i was like i guess in retrospect i'm glad he just did it on the carpet yes it could have been worse i also i mean i sh- i feel like i'm making a lot of fun of the love confession but it was okay like i think the beginning i was like this is a little you know done but then i enjoyed want to have a lot of sex with you maybe i shouldn't have said that i'm worried i cheapened it yes <laughs> yeah it was at least funny yes um, and I not mean, they're both such funny people yes yeah for sure marcus is such an asian name yeah really sasha is, sasha is not not but i was like is it a vietnamese asian it could be. name i don't know you know, it's certainly not a Chinese one. Know. It's way too fun and like unique to be a Chinese, <laughs> Chinese American name. We don't know. We knew s- some interesting people, but mostly we knew like Vivians and Jessicas, James and Kevins. Yeah, Alan. So many Allens. Alan is not a not a great name, and I don't know why that was like the one of the prime choices. I feel like maybe Alan is a fine name, and I just had poor associations with it because it's always like weedy Chinese American boys. Well, okay, that seems unfair to all Allens and and to weedy Chinese American boys, but I feel like with these with immigrant communities, it's always like, oh, one person named their kid Allen, everyone's like, oh, Allen, what a great name, and then like seven of their friends also named their kid Allen. Yeah, and you're like, oh no, suddenly we're just rife with Allens. I know. Um, we must talk about Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I feel like this little cameo really sweetened him for me. Like, I didn't mind him, but I feel like, I think I don't have a sense of how big a star he is. I was like, are we, for a second I was like, are we too young? Because he was super big, like, when we were kids, maybe? And then I was like, maybe we're not too young, we're just too out of touch with his genre. I think so, because he's, you know, just doing mostly action. I mean, like, now he's, he's still topical. Yeah, he's doing all the John Wick stuff. But he's like no one to me. Like I feel well, not not no one. But I just remember that like my first awareness of him, besides the Matrix, maybe was like more as a joke than as a star. Because I feel like maybe he peaked in handsomeness, you know, like pin up handsomeness. Yeah. When we were a little too young. Yeah. But also I like think speed. Yeah. I also think like when we were around that age, we were like you know too young to appreciate his like smolderiness. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what (laughs) nothing i'm like i don't know that i appreciate it as much as i should even now no i don't i don't think i mean clearly he's not really for me but (laughs) yes keanu reeves is evidently not for either of us but i greatly enjoyed his appearance i thought he was very charming reading all of the press about how they got him and about what he was like on set was so incredibly charming oh how did they get him i didn't read it oh i think they were like they wanted it was really important to Ali Wong that all of her love interests be Asian. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about like, well, who is like super famous slash like who's Asian American, but would be like Randall Park's worst nightmare if he showed up at the restaurant. And they floated a few different ideas, but I think Keanu Reeves was really like the dream person, yeah. but they weren't sure that he would do it, but he was like totally game and he was super, super nice on set. And I was just like, ah. That's adorable. I had many emotions. I had a lot of emotions when I was reading articles about like the making of it and how they went about like putting together the team and that it was really important to them that the musicians also be of color. Mm. And I didn't know until like the last few years, I think, that Keanu Reeves was part Asian. I didn't think I realized because I think when I was very like when I was like young, he just 
I was just like, oh, he's a movie. He's like a really famous actor. He probably isn't Asian. I mean, I just don't even think it occurred to me. Yeah, I mean, he's very white passing. This was a thing where like I was doing the POC count and I was like, and then I was like, I was like, no, wait, Keanu is part something. So then I Googled, but then I was like, his name is Keanu. Yeah, I, but like when I was like, I think like quarter. Yeah, but when I was like seven or eight, I think I just thought Keanu was maybe just a weird white person name. Yes, I was going to say that it's totally understandable that you thought he was one of those people whose white parents chose to name him like Bodhi. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so many more of them now, but yeah, still existed yeah. back in the day. Yeah, I loved his whole situation. My particular favorite is when he is listening, when they are listening <laughs> to... <laughs> They're at that ridiculous dinner and they're like listening to the sound of a deer being born or something while they eat venison because it's about like the cycle of life or something like that. Yeah, I don't know if it was being born, but it's definitely. And then he's like weeping. Yeah. And then like tucking in. But my favorite part about that scene was that Ali Wong was just like going for it. She was just like mm, delicious. And I was like, how Asian of you? Yes. To not be at all bothered by the death of this animal. In your yeah. Ears. I was like, I feel that on that Asian level. Let's talk about, though, that she that Sasha in the movie uh, has confessed to masturbating to Gene Wilder, but that Randall Park's girlfriend in the film is like, I've masturbated to Mao. Yeah, I was like, I am much more disturbed by that than by Jasmine in her midriff top. Yes, I was like, Jasmine in her midriff top seems like a very normal masturbation fantasy for like many young... Yeah. Yeah, but for... This woman to be like, I've thought about Mao Zedong. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to say. What attracted you to him? Genocide? Uh, I, I mean, I don't even know what he looked like young. Maybe he was better looking then? I don't think so. No? I mean, he's always had that round face shape. Wow. And like, I don't know. I've only seen portraits of him with like no hair. That's what I'm saying. I've only ever seen like you know Tiananmen Square sized pictures of him yeah at which point he's old but maybe he was handsome in his youth but that implies that she was like googling to see like photos (laughs) of Mal from when he's younger um the the interesting thing about that was that like she and Keanu were both like oh I loved Mother Teresa oh I loved Martin Luther King Jr you're like okay well like this is maybe warranted you know like these are theoretically figures of peace or whatever no less so it was weird well they were it was i guess it was their first crush versus like like weirdest masturbation thing yeah yeah so i was like this is definitely a weird one i enjoy that they probably pitched so many ideas and they were like what would be the weirdest one mao mao is the weirdest one i liked that keanu came up with the joke where he was just listing chinese dignitaries yes amazing i enjoyed that so much um Let's talk about Jenny, played by Vivian Bang. Yes, please. Um, I enjoyed when Ali Wong was like, how does an Asian person even cultivate dreadlocks on their head? Because when I saw her, I too had this question. I was like, well, what an example of cultural appropriation from someone who is not white. I was like, are they real? How? They looked, I was like, this is not a look for you, girl. Did not love it. Also, I thought by her appearance that she would be like a weird vegan. Or someone, but she like fed Ali Wong this like disgusting meal of like pasta and Vienna sausages. Yeah, it was just like a surprising like processed meal from someone of like Jenny's ilk. You know what I mean? Yes. No, I understand. You would have thought there'd be like a lot more quinoa. Yeah. 
about the other thing about Jenny is did she stay to sleep with Keanu Reeves? Because a friend brought up, she was like, Randall Park did not break up with her. He just <laughs> left. I feel like at that moment when he was like, I'm going to go because Keanu Reeves is like turning this into a weird fight club situation. <laughs> and and like they're and like, she stayed. And she's like, I'm just going to stay. I was like, I feel like that's like legit grounds for you to go someone. You're like, well, this has terminated our relationship. <laughs> yes, yes. I do feel like she probably slept with Keanu, even though I thought the movie would come back around to like maybe implying that, but it never did. Yes, I thought there'd be like a credits joke about her. I know, but in my head, I fully believe that she and Keanu Reeves had sex. Yes. Very. I hope they're very happy together. Environmental sex. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love the thing with his dad and the Diana Ross impersonator. Yes. First of all, I loved when his dad was being like, yeah, Randall, get your life together. And also don't be a downer in front of Kathy. Yes. But also I found it remarkable that he was dating a black person. Yeah. I thought that was lovely. Well, he's not a first gen, like recent immigrant. Are his parents, I didn't, I don't know if I was ever clear what generation anyone was. I think his parents were like second or third generation. Um, oh, okay, then that's... because like neither of them had accents, and you know, like unlike so it, hers. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of seemed like they weren't recent immigrants. Yeah. So I loved that Asian people from many, at least in our experience, from China are like super racist. So um, I just want to put that out there. This is not a commentary on like all Asians, but like in our experience, uh, yeah. And not even, like, Chinese people, like, now. I think mostly just our parents' generation, as far as I know. So what were your some of your favorite lines? Um, for some reason, this was very early, I loved when they were in the car talking about condoms. And Randall Park was talking about, like, how, like, in class, in sex ed, they showed him on a banana. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, did you practice with a banana <laughs> at home? And he goes, no, I didn't need a banana at home. <laughs> that was a good one. I laughed. Um, I loved about Jenny. She sleeps bottomless like a sexy Asian Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I also love that. I for I think they were talking about Daniel Day Kim when they called him Korean Eric from The Little Mermaid. And I loved that. Yes, cheekbones, cheekbones. Um, I loved when Ali Wong was being salty about having her first time in the car and how it could have been in a hotel by the bay. And Randall Park was like, who was I, a lawyer having an affair with a coworker? Yeah. I loved Ali Wong getting defensive about Keanu Reeves and being like, he was the greatest North American box office draw of the 90s and early 2000s. Loved that. I also loved, um, we've talked about this briefly, that a brief exchange between Randall Park and I think, was it Jenny or was it Ali Wong where he was like, what was that thing about Leo, like... Uh, no, oh, it's like Leonardo DiCaprio and climate change. And yeah. she's like, he's done so much. And she's like, what has he done for climate change? Yes. And I would like to know what has he done? He could have, a, he he might have done a lot in terms of money, but he's I probably donated money. I don't think he's qualified to do anything else. Yeah. But who knows? I, I, I guess he speaks a lot about it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> his credibility, credibility sometimes I feel is a bit shot by his dwindling as he continues to date like 18 year olds. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Not cute. Um, I liked uh, when the sassy like uh, host or whatever at the restaurant calls up to Veronica and says, there's a very middle class man on his way up to see you. I did love that. Um, 
Okay, let's talk about the end, though, where we apparently both had some feelings. When she, like, takes him to the restaurant and, like, shows him that, like, how, like, small and, like, cozy it is and that she's, like, making his mom's recipes and that she, like, named the restaurant after his mom, I was like, oh, my God. Tears. It was so, it was so nice because I had really forgotten about that like in terms of callbacks like I it wasn't like one of those things that I expected really I thought there was going to be a callback to his mom much earlier and then as I watched the movie I kind of forgot about it and so when we got there I was like oh and so that was really nice for me oh I think I did see that coming but I just oh god I was like I too am going to have trouble giving you an unbiased Yelp review yes it was very it was lovely god um, and then, of course, the credit song was a highlight. I enjoyed uh, Randall Park's distaste for all of the food, even though I was like, I would eat this. Why not? I know. I would. However, I might still be hungry. <laughs> I loved when, I mean, the tiny portions thing was very real. I loved when she was being like, I know a great place. And I thought you would also enjoy this line. Um, it's a buffet of parfait. <laughs> yes. I did enjoy that. I had it written down. Yes, that in the middle class line, I really thought of you. I was like, Alex is going to have these. Yeah, I loved him. So do we even have to do like a POC count for this film? No, I mean, it was everyone but Casey Wilson, the gooby chair lover. Yeah, I loved it. What is a gooby chair? I looked it up. I'm oh. glad you asked. They're like those chairs that have like sort of the curved top, but also like the curved legs and they're a little bit they remind me in in a way a little bit of school chairs but they're very fancy and I think they're really versatile like they're actually very popular in the hospitality design industry because you can do them in like a lot of different materials and palettes I see you found out a lot more about goopy chairs than I would have ever bothered to know I did my research thank you for imparting that thank you for listening um so what do you think you would score this movie I don't know, like seven-ish? I think I would give it a seven. We gave Longshot like an eight, right? Yes, I think I was like, it might be a seven or eight. I think as a rom-com, it was less emotional for me, even though it was very emotional for me in its existence. Yeah. Like I had so many peripheral, like what a gift that Asian people can be in good but not great romantic comedies and that probably more will happen. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it was like a very solid rom-com, I felt. Like I would rewatch it. Yes, it it was in no way a rom-com that made you regret having this podcast. Exactly. It was exact I think I would give it a 7 because I think we used to we rated the holiday a 7 yes, I and think I feel I, like yeah, what a good what a good bounce for me. I mean, you know, let's be clear here. Some some of you really love the holiday. That's fine. <laughs> Not us. We love Kate Winslet. We love Kate Winslet. We love a quarter of the holiday. I love those little British children in the holiday. Yeah. Well, is this the holiday podcast? It is not. It is now. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would give it seven out of ten gooby chairs. Gooby chairs. Kimchi jigae's. I love um, kimchi jigae's. Seven out of ten elevated Asian cuisines. Mm-hmm. Seven out of ten Keanu Reeves. Uh, yes. I was going to say punched Keanu Reeves's. Yeah. And if you guys haven't checked out the ending credit song, it is available on Spotify. Yes, the whole soundtrack, I think. Yeah, I've been listening to... Uh, I punched Keanu Reeves. It's so delightful. His girl chose me. Yeah, she did. And on that note. On that note, thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on all our social media accounts. Um, They'll be listed in the credits. And we hope you have a great day. Bye. Bye.
Thank you to Hannah Oatman, who composed our theme music, and Alexandra Oatman, who painted our logo art. You can follow Alexandra on Twitter at, at Alexandra. Special thanks to Quincy Surasmith for advising us on the art of the podcast. Subscribe to his wonderful podcast, Asian Americana, at wherever you get your podcasts. Want more Romcomathon? You can read past reviews at romcomathon2016.tumblr.com and follow us at romcomathon2016 on Facebook and Twitter and romcomathon on Instagram. We look forward to hearing from you. Please subscribe and rate Romcomathon on iTunes. Thank you.